if you've been elected or appointed, if you've been installed into an office and you still do not know the work at a minimum for opening and closing all the lodges, um, don't let that ever happen again. Don't, don't let yourself get caught unaware. Because I say that because you need to be spending that year focusing on preparing for the next year. And so yes. if you already don't know how to handle the business in your current position, you're, you're behind the game. Hello, friends. Hello, brothers. This is Justin Jones with the Masonic Improvement Podcast, YouTube channel, whatever you, wherever you're watching. Movement. It's the Masonic Improvement Movement. Movement. (laughs) Speaking of movements, I'm joined with the Sage of South Texas, the Guru of Gilead, Right Worshipful, D. Yiddy. You know, I won't get near as mad about that introduction as my brothers in Goliath. You know, you you think you want to visit. Now you might want to rethink that. Uh, Before we really get started, uh, I want to uh, just remind everybody, if you've been listening for any period of time, or if you're new to Masonic Improvement, if you get any value out of this content, we put out videos pretty much every week with very few exceptions consider subscribing and uh, clicking the notification bell. That way you can keep up to date with all the content that comes out. If you're listening through a podcast, please be sure to uh, subscribe to us through whatever podcatcher or podcast client that you use to listen to us and uh, be sure to drop us a a positive rating, please, as well. Uh, I also want to mention uh, we're dusting off Patreon. Uh, Used to bring it up a lot. Uh, it kind of fell by the wayside because uh, just uh, things got hectic and it wasn't uh, on the forefront of my attention. However, I uh, really wanted to uh, bring that back. Um, we also have uh, something called uh, Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, some people prefer that. You can just send a, a small one-time donation to Masonic Improvement. Um, I'm a big fan of the saying, uh, feed the things you want to grow and starve the things that got to go. If you get any value out of Masonic Improvement, uh, keep in mind that this is uh, something that Dennis and I do uh, voluntarily out of our passion for, from the fraternity. However, um, the, uh, the, the cost of doing business, the cost of upgrading uh, our equipment, uh, keeping the website going, um, every there, there's lots of bits and pieces. Any contributions that you'd be willing to make would definitely help uh, to support Masonic Improvement, help us to continue to grow it, get the message out to, to more brothers, uh, bring more light uh, to the fraternity, and um, just dispel any misinformation that's out there. 
as well as uh, hopefully uh, potentially even grow the fraternity. So we're doing, we're me speaking personally, we're doing good work. Um, I'm not, I'm not asking for handouts, but if anyone finds value again, I would just really like to reinforce the importance of supporting the things that are important. So real quick, just plain and simple. Um, we love what we do. We do it for the fun of it. We do it for you. We're, we're here to help you. If that, if, if that makes any sense, um, help you to help your brotherhood. Uh, we're all in this together. However, um, ultimately we would like nice headphones and nice microphones and stuff so that we can give better content. That's what this pitch is all about. It's not to, to make us rich. It's just to help us to, to, to help everyone else. And, and, uh, so it's not such a burden on our own families while we're bringing this to you guys. All of that out of the way, all of that out of the way that, that is said and done. I don't want to beat a dead horse. What I would really like to discuss tonight. Starting to sound like a lodge meeting. The election officers <laughs> is over. Installation officers is taking place uh, across the state. Probably most lodges or, or a vast majority of them uh, have already gone through installations. Uh, I personally know of a few that have them still coming up. So I know it's not completely a done deal. However, what I wanted to really focus on uh, for this conversation uh, I want to really speak to the new worship masters, new wardens, and because and, I'm a past master. New officers. I know, I know you're a past master. In general. Uh, yes. Yeah, new officers in general. Uh, I want to speak from experience uh, what you and I learned, uh, the takeaways we got. Uh, for anyone that, that's new, uh, maybe they don't have that mentorship or coaching that they'll learn about at OLT, but maybe they don't have that right now. And so they're, they're, they're kind of drowning already. Or maybe we're going to teach you how to get there. OLT also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely talk about that. We're, uh, we're going to talk about that, that specifically Justin and I are. So that said, <laughs> um, I want Dennis, I want you just to kind of lead uh, with your thoughts uh, just for just for new officers, uh, new wardens, new worship masters, uh, whatever order you want to tackle that in, uh, just share the, the the most important takeaways or the things that you wish you had known when you began that journey through the through the chairs, and then uh, in about three or four hours when you're finished, uh, I'll give my thoughts very briefly because I'm a concise <laughs> <Yes>. guy. <laughs> And that is that is so true, as most of you know. Um, so thank you so much for offering me the opportunity to come first, because if I'm last, I will definitely be last. I wanted to take a nap before I spoke. <laughs> yes, rest up. Rest up for the occasion. He's going to take notes on everything I say and then tell you to do the exact opposite of what I just said. Just I think most of the listeners already know that. You know... <laughs> <laughs> but but most of the listeners listen to me they the other the small majority listens to you whatever you gotta <laughs> tell yourself man whatever it's here. It helps it's your, it's your thoughts. okay brothers so very first thing let me start with this and and this is a very sobering thought that, that you should consider as worshipful master 
you have been given the title worshipful sir you've been put in charge of the lodge the one thing that may or may not have hit you yet is that you are the fiduciary responsible party to your lodge so no matter what happens you can always say well i didn't do this i didn't say it was okay whatever you are the one that will fall and take the heat no matter what happens good or bad you will take the heat so remember that that you you have a real liability you have a real responsibility to your lodge to make sure that it's run properly so very first thing out of the gate that i would say to the new masters out there which i'm sure i'm stealing it from justin already form your audit committee on your very first meeting assign your audit committee to get your your form 71 prepared and make sure that your secretary has form 990 prepared that they can both be found in grandview and one of them is an actual form for the audit committee to to do an audit of your lodge and the 990 is an actual link that takes you to the uh to the IRS site to do your your taxes for the lodge and if the law they, book it, will tell you exactly how your committee has to consist yes the the law book does explain those committees as well and and the terms and and expect expectancies that right expectancies expectations expectations of said committees i i like my term better it sounded better to me that's why everyone listens to you because you you're so creative with your words it's because i'm relatable because they feel the same way they're not masters of their own universe well everybody's relatable to everybody else in south texas you're all cousins that's this is true <laughs> and they all and they all poke fun of me because i was born in alabama Though I though I moved here when I was two, so I've lived here all my life. Um, so that's that's the very first thing and the most important thing that you can do because that is going to um, prepare you for your your first visit with your uh, district deputy grandmaster. Um, he's going to ask for those things. If you don't have them, he's putting in a report that you don't have them, and it doesn't matter what we say or do. When we're there in person, what comes out is the data that's inputted in the computer, and we cannot lie because we have to put in there what we're given. So, so you remember that it's it's not us that causes anything to happen; it's the lodge, and ultimately, it's on the worshipful master's shoulders. That's this is going to bring me to point number two. Point number two is that people tend to complain about Grand Lodge and how Grand Lodge does this, Grand Lodge does that. Um, they just want to control us. They just want to tell us what to do. As So here's sobering thought number two. When you were elected, or actually when you were installed as Worshipful Master, that very moment, you became a member of the Grand Lodge of Texas. You are now a member. You have a vote. Your lodge has a vote. You have that vote for the lodge. You are now a member, and now for the rest of your life, you have one vote towards Grand Lodge. You're a member of the Grand West. 
It is no longer Grand Lodge does this or that, but we do this and that. Because ultimately, any law that's in there was put into place by brothers. They were not put into place by some controlling entity. This is not Adolf Hitler's uh, regime putting down the, the gauntlet on everybody that doesn't agree. Because everything we do is voted on. You've been there. If you've been to Grand Lodge, and you should go to Grand Lodge, even if you're not a, a, a voting member, you should go, especially as an officer, because you're, you're part of this system now. You're making the wheels turn now as an officer. So you should go, and you should witness exactly how things happen, because it's, it, now it's time for you to take a, take a step up, level up, and realize that you are a full-fledged participating member of the Grand Lodge of Texas now. As Worshipful Master, this is it. There's no turning back. And now you cannot blame anybody else but yourself for anything that happens going forward. I used to talk in a, a lot of trash. I used to. I said that in the past. It's like I don't, like I don't continuously do it every day. But I don't talk trash about the Grand Lodge, and the reason why is because because I edit you very well. Uh, number one, I <laughs> I surround myself with bubble wrap. I, I I'm a bubble boy. You can just call me Bubble Boy next time you see me. The Bubble Boy of Goliath. And I'm protected by the world because I keep people in place that protect me. That's and that's a true statement. But really, though, um, when it comes to Grand Lodge, I don't think ill of, of Grand Lodge for anything that's going on right now or that has transpired. It's all the brothers that has made this happen. It's just like with, and it's just like with our, our country. We're voting, we're voting members. When we turned 18, we became voting members of our country. And it's all up to us, to, whichever you choose to do by your action or inaction. So there's your takeaway number two. So that's, that's reality number two. And, and it's so important that we remember that. Because, you know, even, and I, I guess it really struck home this year when I became district deputy grandmaster, that my words have more consequence to more than just me. And so I have, Justin hasn't had to edit me as much as he talks. When, when we first started, yes, it was like full on three hours edited down to half an hour. But, but I have really uh, stepped up my game and, and really started to take on the responsibility that I should have taken on a long time ago. You, you brothers, me well. I know you trained me well, Obi-Wan. So you brothers out there, just remember that becoming an officer of the lodge, you are a world member of these big wheels that are turning. Just remember that you're, you're a working part of this machine that we call Freemasonry. And, and your part is vital to the existence and the, um, and the legacy of our fraternity. Can, so I it, a, it's, can, can I make a comment on that? Absolutely. Please do. I need to take a drink. You, we often hear Grand Lodge this, Grand Lodge that. People complain about Grand Lodge. It, uh, if you're a past master, which uh, to the majority of Masons are, 
you you are Grand Lodge. You're the Grand West. And you're the Grand if, West. Yeah. If you're going to sit there and, and complain, but you never go to Waco, you never go to Grand Lodge. Um, it's it's like pulling in functions. Yeah, it's like it's like complaining about the political climate in the United States with never voting. You 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 have a say in how things go, and so if you're just going to be a uh, uh, an armchair warrior and and sit in, in lodge and complain about the things that happen at Grand Lodge when you never show up, uh, that's hypocritical. Well, and here's and to that point, this that is a very bold statement. And to that point, consider this. If you're the, the voter that just shows up to vote for the for the president and you don't show up to vote for any of your council members, any of your your um, county seats, any of that, same thing. They're the ones who actually have the influence over your day-to-day life. They're the ones that actually work the infrastructure that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis it's not the president the president is the figurehead for this whole conglomerate that's what he is just like the grand master is you know the grand master sure he's implemented some things and made suggestions for committees to work on to try to push forward but it's really the 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 um the trustees as a whole that have been doing this and they continue to do that it so that we can have different programs and they try to keep it all fresh and change it up so that, you know, no, none of us get bored after, after 10, 20, 30, 40, hopefully 50 years of this. But to Justin's statement, I need to stop hitting the table. To Justin's statement, if you're only voting for the big election and you're not showing up day in, day out to your lodge and putting in the work, and being the change that you want to see, you have absolutely no place to complain. That's where my idea of shut up past master comes from, is, is that right there. You know, you have absolutely no right to sit there on the sidelines and tell somebody how to do that degree when you don't show up for the, for the, for the uh, training days to help teach that guy the work. On, on our four school days, if you're not showing up and contributing you have no right to sit back and criticize and complain about what happens at the degree if it doesn't go the way you think it should. So, and, and that goes with, you know, insert object here with all the different functions in our lodges and within Grand Lodge. It, simple, simple facts. If you're not actively working for a solution to whatever ailments you see, then you are working against the solution to any ailments you see you're part of the problem if you're not a part of the solution you are part of the problem Savage. That, that was an ex that was an excellent point justin i'm glad you brought it up you're very welcome dennis i did it for you i, I, I know i know and and so everybody if you if you're upset with what you said just remember justin brought that up it had nothing to do with me i was just reiterating what justin said he, he's the He's the brains of the bunch. I'm just the, the puppet, and he's just, you know. I, I'm not a district deputy. It's okay. I don't represent anybody. <laughs> no, and I never I have am. been, and at this rate, I probably never will be. 
So I a- am, and I'm very proud to be. And it's a very nice place to be, and it's a lot nicer when the people that you're serving um, understand the importance of their roles in the fraternity. You know, all of the brothers in my district, they understand their roles. They understand how important their jobs are. And then my job's not a job. My job is fun and easy, they you know, because they're, they're getting the work done. So you're saying yeah, there's you a lot of them all in their play. place? Are you running call. a tyrant over there? Roll call! <laughs> no, shit. Yeah, right. Everybody knows that I, I'm not that way when it comes yeah. to Lodge. So, so just to, to, to quickly recap before we move too much further into this, uh, it is very important uh, to set up your audit committee uh, as quickly as you can because the district deputy will be making his official visit before you know it. If you're not familiar with what you need to do, it's in the law book. It tells you uh, exactly what the, what the committee needs to consist of uh, and how many people, so on and so forth. The paperwork is on the the it's on Grandview, so get with your secretary about that. Uh, get that knocked out because the district deputy will be looking for it. Uh, also, as was said, and, and we 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 kind of said what we what we wanted to say about this, but just to, just to reiterate, uh, as a new Warshall master, you are a member of Grand Lodge now, and. It's important not only to attend Grand Lodge, but uh, to participate and, and, and be mindful that uh, the direction things go is all done by vote. It's all done by vote. Even, even Grandmaster's decisions are done by vote because we put him in that position. So right. it's it's a, and he's and he's generally discussing something that's already been approved and voted on. It just they're just looking for clarification on an approved topic. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the facts. So it's it's easy to, to to stand by and be idle and complain about the state of things, but unless you are actively participating in Grand Lodge, and then after your year is over uh, as a past master in your lodge. Uh, it's easy to complain, but you really have no room to do so. Yes. And I, I'd also like to reiterate what Justin said, and that is look at your law books, brothers. Look at your law books and see what the audit committee is. It is not your, it is not your secretary, treasurer, and one other guy jumping up to put together an audit committee. It's actually supposed to be an independent entity altogether not your lodge but if you can't then you form a committee that's independent of those people with that fiduciary responsibility you're checking their work they're not telling you what their work is and you just say it's okay you're checking their work read the law on it please brothers please read the law on that see now you got me how to pull it up because the way I read it is it's recommended that you use someone independent, but you still need to have a committee. Correct. It, it's recommended to have someone independent, but if you can't, then a, then a committee is fine. Yes. But it's not supposed to consist of 
the the responsible parties that you're auditing. Yeah, and it also uh, is very specific about like past masters and things such as this. So uh, I don't have yes. I don't it's, have it's, the. Uh, yes. It's supposed to be past masters also. Yeah. Because the the past masters are the the members of Grand Lodge. They're, you know, that, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Uh, since we're talking about it so much, uh, just to be helpful, uh, I'm going to pull up that actual location where it's at. So I'll, I'll go ahead and just read this out. And anyone that wants to really deep dive, uh, the article is, is 284, uh, duty to require audits. It shall be the duty of the worship master as soon as after the 24th of June each year, as convenient to appoint a committee of three qualified members, a certified public accountant or a public accountant whose duty it shall be to audit the books and accounts of the treasurer and secretary and make prompt report thereof in writing to the lodge. Uh, that report needs to be read. I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. That report needs to be read in open state of communication and be reported, recorded in full in the minutes. The auditor's report shall fully show the total amounts of receipts and disbursements for the past year. Uh, it needs to be the duty of the treasurer and secretary to make sure all the books and records are available to the committee or the accountant appointed to audit uh, everything. Uh, a properly completed. It says everything? Everything that I just mentioned, like all the all the information. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just mentioned. A properly completed and signed copy of minimal audit form number seventy-one shall be delivered to the Grand Secretary no later than September fifteenth, and that's I guess via the district deputy. Is that typically how that is? Yes, it goes to the DDGM, and the DDGM uploads it. Actually, what what happens is you you I think the secretary can upload it as well, and but you make a copy of it first. Just like the 990 after you do the taxes, you make a copy first and then you submit it. That way you have your copy for your records that you can give to the DDGM and then submit it to Grand Lodge. One last thing, brothers, on on top of all that about the audit committee, if you heard one of our recent uh, posts, or I don't know if we released this one or not yet, about the finances and stuff for, for our lodges, we may not have released that one yet. Yeah, I think we didn't need more polish. We didn't release it yet. That's right. That's right. So one thing that we've talked about in the past that I think is is very important, and I've talked to this, talked to people about this, um, with your audit committee, this is actually the proper and correct time that you should have independent people look create a, a profit and loss statement for your lodge. And of course the audits going, the profit and loss is going to reflect what the audit has on it, but the profit and loss will show where your money comes from, where it goes and how it's been distributed each year. That way you'll know if you need to raise dues or not. Now I know that that's not a popular topic, especially, you know, right now after elections, nobody wants to be the master that, that is hated the, the very next, the very first meeting though. That's something that I brought up. It was, it was either the first or second meeting of my year. We, we discussed that and went ahead and raised the dues. Hey, if it's but good for the lodge, do it, do it. If it's not, if it's not don't. That's right. the things you. you want to grow and start with things that got to go. If you don't things care you about your go. lodge, you're not going to fund it. It's going to go away. 
So basically, that was something that we had discussed is, is use that opportunity, that audit committee to, and if the first one, you know, I know it's a daunting task, but if the first one creates an Excel spreadsheet, then, then you can just fill in the blanks from that point forward. And then you have the data go from that point forward also, and you can compare from year to year. And I, say I would, this was last year and this year and, and do it that way. And that's the time to decide where you stand on dues and endowments and stuff. I would even take it further. Don't just read it and lodge. Do an actual presentation. Like actually put it in front yes, of everybody. The and, audit and, committee should be presenting that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually the presentation that's like, their oh, job. says this, da 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 da. They just go through it like it's like it's just a formality that isn't really important. It's just, it's just skimmed over and approved in the minutes. Like it has to be by the law book. I actually present it. I actually look at the information, show where everything's coming and going. Like you, like you talked about that way, if that conversation does come up, people can't pretend to be uninformed of what's going on financially in the lodge. And I'm going to give you a, a, a sneak, a sneak peek into what's coming. But I'll tell you that if it's not created this year, I will create one to so that y'all can download it from our site to help y'all out if you want to. Um, we would. What is it, Dennis? What are you going to make? We would, no, I'm going to make the Excel spreadsheet and the PowerPoint oh. to where they can just fill in the blanks, cop, copy and paste, gotcha. cut and paste, and that way they'll have a template. So it's easy for them to use and, it, and it's going to be an honest template too. It's not going to be, you know, somebody trying to skew the numbers to, to, you know, show a certain position. It's going to be a true profit and loss type uh, template for, for the lodges out there. If, if you want to partake, you know, you don't have to, it'll just be on our website. If you want to, if you want to take it and, and check it out, but it's, it's not going to be there yet. We're working on OLT right now and, we're fixing to start that, by the way, guys. So OLT's coming. Uh, any other points that you want to address? No, I'll roll off of what you got next. Okay. Um, I know you're chomping at the bits. Oh yeah, yeah, always. So there's a there's a few points that I really want to make, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna work my way up through the offices, uh, not the specific offices, uh, but I would say um, if you have been elected to an office. And you still do not know the work uh, for at least opening and closing or that appointed. office. Or appointed. Either way, if you've been elected or appointed, if you've been installed into an office and you still do not know the work at a minimum for opening and closing all the lodges, um, don't let that ever happen again. Don't, don't let yourself get caught unaware. Because I say that because you need to be spending that year focusing on preparing for the next year. And so yes. if you already don't know how to handle the business in your current position, you're, you're behind the game. And for the, I'd say the That's minor all office, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, for the minor offices, which there's nothing really minor in the lodge, in my opinion, but for the, uh, for the, if appointed. you're just going through the, for the appointed offices and things like that, it's, it's, it's okay. It's not too late. You, you, there's not always a lot of work. I tell you this now, train yourself now, because eventually you're going to find yourself in a warden position and it's, it's the responsibility starts building up. And so you need to be familiar uh, as a senior deacon. If you're going typically through the line, 
as a senior deacon, you need to be prepared and already know what you need to say as a junior warden. And as a junior warden, you need to be prepared for senior warden. And as all a the way warden, to actually, yeah, all the way up to the master. But furthermore, as a senior warden, warden, you need yes. to be planning for your year in the East as well. So you don't need to be planning, learning how to do senior warden and worship master and planning for your year. You're, you're setting yourself re- up for failure. Do I'd I- like to reinforce that a little bit. I'd like to reinforce that because I think there's something that they really need to know. Number one, you should be planning for your years in your big seats in the big three way in advance. Mm-hmm. When you're appointed to your first position, you know at that time that you're going to the east if, if tradition prevails. Start acting like it. Start planning for it. Yeah, absolutely. One thing, one thing that I was taught by my mentor in, in uh, floor school and floor work and his, one of his mentors, um, Mike Calhoun was my mentor for my, for my floor school work and still is to a great extent. He was, and, and one of my best friends in, in a mentor. And yes, we've spent many, many years traveling together and figuring out the, the woes of Freemasonry. But um, his, one of his mentors, uh, Keith Reynolds, who is another good friend of mine and, and a mentor of mine when it comes to the work, um, they always stated, whatever seat you're in, you should know the position before you and the position after you mm-hmm. at any given time. You should know that. You should just know that because that, that means you've studied up to that position that you've been in and you're getting ready for the next one. This is especially crucial when you find yourself in a position where say the guy ahead of you can't be there. And now you're having to fill up for that position. There's a reason that you have to be proficient in opening and closing all the lodges as wardens. Now there's a reason for that. Yes. Yes. And the reason, and, and, but it's always been, that if the master's gone, the senior warden moves into the master's position and somebody backfills his seat. Mm-hmm. If the senior warden and the junior warden are gone, then, uh, or if the senior warden and the master is gone, then the junior warden steps up and then they backfill just that one position. Um, if, if, uh, all three of them are gone per se, it goes to the first junior past master becomes master of the lodge Mm -hmm. and then so forth down based on what the lodge decides but but that's the order the pecking order is supposed to be when somebody's missing so you should know your work you should know it you should know it there's just there's if you volunteer for that position and if you accept a position you're volunteering if you volunteer for position you better know it you better do what you're supposed to there's no excuse yeah if you're going into it with in this one another one of my mentors taught me which i love him the same guy that said if it's not good for the lodge don't do it he said if i ever hear a guy say that oh i'll help the lodge out and i'll go into the chair he'll say hell no he's not going into the chair and i'll make sure and stand up and vote somebody in that cares enough about that seat 
that they're going to do everything they can for the lodge when they get into that seat. Mm -hmm. Not somebody who just acts like it's, it's the lodge's privilege for them to be there. And I'll, I'll also say this because uh, before I move on to the next point, to, to address something that you said, because I'm sure that there'll be some people that will listen to it and they'll say, well, I'm from a small lodge and it's struggling. We're just trying to get officers, right? It's obviously too late this year. But moving forward, if you find yourself in a position where you don't have enough people to fill in all your chairs, well, first of all, that's a bigger problem. But I just want to say, to keep it simple, maybe don't advance your chairs then. There's no, there's no harm in staying at one place. If you have people right. that, are already, that are already competent at their positions and they don't mind feeling it another year and you really have no one to come in to replace them, don't, don't move the line just for the sake of moving the line. Just because you have someone that says, well, I'll go ahead and fill junior warden just for the, just for the heck of it. You know, get people yeah, and passionate. Also, keep- it, it, yeah, and you definitely don't do that with the master's seat. Yeah, that should Those never be. A, that should never be a. Oh, I'll help the lodge situation. That should be a. Man, I'm ready. I'll do it again. I'm happy to do it again. I'm proud to do it again. Yep. Let's see if we can turn this around, because nine times out of ten, that's what's causing you to lose membership. Anyways, is that line is is not doing it's their true. jobs. It's true. Dennis counted, so we know that for a fact. So the second point that I want to. Uh, address and I'm going to steal a little bit of Dennis's thunder. If uh, you are an officer and I'm just talking in general, you really need to go to OLT. If you are a warden, it should almost be a requirement. If particularly if you're new, you should, the law should really expect you to go to OLT. If you're a worship master, you need to be at OLT. I'm just saying. Um, and, and me personally, the lodge needs to invest in its own, officers they need to send them to it uh as a as a grown man you're already giving your time up to go there the lodge should at least pony up the money to send you there as well and if you're and if you're from a struggling lodge that that can't do that maybe that makes a lot of the decision on who goes into the chairs who's willing to spend that money and learn how to do better things for the lodge you know, because if you it, you can have all the good intentions of the world, but if you if you're not ready to pony up when it hurts, then then you can always tell the character of a man by, by looking at his at his checkbook. You always know you can tell where what what somebody believes in by where the money goes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People people and we've we've said this before. People spend money on what's important to them. Uh, not to go off on a tangent, but the same people that will complain about raising dues by 50 bucks will drop a hundred bucks on Starbucks every month or something. So it's a, uh, yeah, I, I agree. And buy lottery tickets. Yeah. And buy lottery tickets. And I also want to address um, probably the best two best pieces of advice that was given to me uh, when I was young to the fraternity. And uh, I kept in mind eventually uh, the first time I became a, a worship master uh, the two things I'll just start off with the first, the, the first thing I want you to keep in mind is that uh, this is a volunteer organization. You, you cannot, I mean, you can, you can demand whatever you want out of the membership, but they, 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 people vote with their feet. And so, and that's a tough one with me too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my advice is to, to approach uh, with, a, with a servant leadership mentality. You're there to serve the lodge. You, this is not like a, a, a dictatorship. You're not, you're not a king. Um, you're there to promote the lodge, to help it to flourish. And so to approach that with a, with a servant mentality will go a very long way. I'm not saying bend over backwards and cater to everybody, but, but keep in mind you're here to, to serve the lodge. Uh, I guess there's actually servant, servant leadership. Servant yeah, servant leadership. leadership. Uh, so the second thing I, w- I would say is that every Mason has joined the fraternity for some reason, right? And you may see some and people. Not always yours. It may not always be your reason. You're right. Uh, some people may join because they want to fundraise. Some people may really care strongly about education or some people care about the history. Some people have like a, like a, they, they, they want some kind of fraternal bond with, with other men, whatever that reason may be. And there are numerous reasons and there are uh, quite a few of them. And if they can't find what they were looking for, and frankly, people, if you are looking for something and you join looking for that, it's because somewhere along the way, if not explicitly, you were promised that you would find that. Uh, But my point is, if they don't find what they're looking for, they will leave. And so it's important to be a well-rounded lodge. And this is something we have talked about before. And so just because you're not interested in something in particular, it goes back to that servant mentality. Uh, We need to put our egos aside and be willing to uh, give things opportunity to take root, uh, positive things. You got to weed out the bad, but encourage and nurture the positive things because there may be two or three guys that want to do like a book club. Let them do it, man. Someone may want to give a presentation and launch. Yeah, help them. Help them figure out how to do it. What? Yeah. Ask them what they need. The best thing you can do is ask them. So, what do you need to make this happen? Yeah. Are you just looking for my blessing, or do you need suggestions on books? Do you need what do you need? And, and then it, put them in touch with who they need to get in touch with to do yeah. whatever. They need. And you may even need to go as far as to have a uh, like a I wouldn't say a, a meeting like something that goes in a minute book but like an unofficial meeting where you get with the lodge brothers and, and do like a battle plan, say, draw it on the board. Say, these are the things that most people are interested in. Why did everybody join? What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? How can we improve it? Do a strategic meeting. Brother, brother Jones, you just made a very profound statement right there. You know what that meeting is called brothers? That meeting is just me and you. No one's going to answer. <laughs> I'm waiting on you. <laughs> I guess you you're know, pausing for emphasis, but it's like there's no one. This isn't a live feed, Dennis. You know, but they're <laughs> listening to me as if it was, if I'm talking directly to them. Oh, I see. So, okay. The, the, the meeting that he's talking about is your past master's meeting. Mm. And every, every successful, worshipful master if they have not had an official past masters meeting, which is, you know, that can be a good call meeting to have. Um, and in fact, make it an event to where you feed them dinner and, and enjoy their time and whatnot. 
But that's when you get all your past masters together and say, okay, this is what you've done. What really worked and what, and be honest guys. Don't just, don't just say that I did this in my year. We should do that again. Cause if it bombed the first time, it, it, it's unless you have different people in place to make it happen, it might bomb again. Yeah. So you, you want to, you want to coincide that with that as well. And so I, I keep, I keep okay. adding things to my list, but uh, I've thought of another thing. So let's, uh, let's, let's push through this. Cause uh, I want to be sure we have time for everything. Um, okay. Then the next thing I want to, I want to add is it's very easy to, um, distract ourselves with, with all the things that we would like to do. And I'm not uh, just, I realize this may conflict a little bit with my last point, but I want to say, pick one or two things that are very important to you that you only have a year to accomplish and make that your focus. What, whatever is most important to you. I have seen worship masters and they take like a very wide, very broad approach and, and they, they come up with so many ideas and nothing really ever sees fruition because they're they're spread so thin. So, excuse me. So pick one or two things that's really important to you, and really laser focus in on that. Because hold on, hold on. Because you only have one year typically, and when you are done, you want to be able to look back and say, "I accomplished this." Uh, front row, goofy looking kid. Pick me, pick me. Um, yes, and that's what your committees are for, guys. So you, you have your one or two things that, that you make sure it gets done, but you already know who you're going to put in on top of those, in charge of those things, because those are the people that are successful at that kind of thing. And that's who you want in charge of that. But your committees do all the different things for the lodge. It's, it, it really does take a village. So that's what your committees are for. And, and your officers should be the chairs of those committees because they volunteered to make a difference in your lodge. So they volunteered for that. However, the people that work with those officers should be people that are in tune with whatever that project is. They're the ones that are going to be enthusiastic and excited about it and get it done. So don't forget that, guys. It takes a lodge. Now, there can be one or two things that you want to make sure happens, and that's fine. But as far as the other things, get you one guy that is a box checker. My wife's a box checker. She checks boxes. That's what she does. She makes a list and she checks boxes. But I'm not a box checker, and so that's why we we work well together because she's checking the boxes, making sure things get done. So get you a box checker and give them that Vanguard list. There's a new one this year, by the way. So make sure you get that one downloaded. Um, and you can check off all the different stuff that you're already. And then check off the, put a heart next to the things you want to do. And then put your priority in there as well and see where you are. Mm -hmm. You might be closer than you think to being a Vanguard Lodge because most of the very successful lodges are Vanguard lodges because they're doing Freemasonry yeah. and they're, they're well-rounded and that's what Vanguard does. And it's not that you have to shoot for the Vanguard and just check boxes, but as you're getting things done, if you have one guy that that's his focus is, is determining what made the list and what, what didn't and how you can tweak this a little bit so it'll fit into this box. 
mm-hmm. instead of being just its own thing without belonging to any of those categories? Why not? Yeah. Why not? That that creates well-rounded logic. So yes, you all, as a master, you focus on one or two things that you that you want real change to happen on. Mm-hmm. But all as a lodge with committees, you address all the things that are needed for the lodge that are going to keep the members around. Absolutely. Don't kill a good program just because it's not your program yes. or something that you not. that you care about. And uh, don't try to rename it and make it your own. Yes, and, yeah. You know, so that's not, just ridiculous, too. I, I, it's not about whose name is on it. Yeah, so Dennis makes a good point. Uh, first time for everything. But he makes a good point, and that is um, mm-hmm. focus on one or two things, right? But that doesn't mean to the detriment of everything else. Use your committees. Uh, defer duties to them. And by the way, committee meetings aren't supposed to happen during the lodge meeting. Like, Figure out no. meet meet outside the lodge. Figure out what's going to happen and report that during the meeting. That's that's your job. And, and that doesn't have to be an official meeting either. It can be a phone call. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And it can it can also be a Zoom meeting too because it's not discussing ritual. Yeah, you know you can have those meetings on Zoom and talk to your brothers and hash things out without worry about breaking laws. Yep. Uh, so the last thing that I want to uh, bring up. And this is a kind of, I guess it's unorthodox. I don't know, but it, it's a trick that I learned uh, back when I was an educator and uh, specifically with student council. So what we would do is we went and bought one of those giant calendars, like the ones you put on the desk, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, we went through it and planned out every month. What's our theme this month? When's our meeting? What are we going to do? So as a lodge, what I would recommend is put down all your meeting dates, put down all the other meeting dates in your district. You want to encourage visitation. Uh, put, those, the, put those in 10. All meeting dates go in 10. Sure. Dated meetings go in 10 and Grand Lodge functions go in 10. Okay. Go ahead. Yes, you're right. Uh, all events like Grand Lodge functions, things like that, all the pendant bodies, things like that, that should be the first thing you put down, right? But then... Look at every meeting that you have that month. What what's our theme going to be? Plan it out. Do we want to have a speaker? What are they? What do we want them to speak about? Uh, so if you're going to invite someone, be sure you put them on there. If you want to say, hey, this is going to be a more of a historic theme, uh, uh, be sure you say like you're going to have a brother from the lodge give like a like a presentation on lodge history or something. Put it all on there. Put it all on the map. Uh, I mean, I have a map, the calendar. It um, is a map. It's a roadmap of your of yeah. your month of your year. It, but, and it's your agenda. But put as much information on there as you can. Now things come up like degrees and things like that. But I would even say, uh, pick a, a day that doesn't have many meetings throughout the month. And f- for example, like at, at one of my lodges, uh, the last two Mondays. That's that's unless is unless circumstances are extenuating. Those are when we do degrees. So we know if there's going to be a degree, it's going to be one of these two Mondays and just, an just, leave the, idea. just leave those open, but plan out your year because there's nothing worse than if you don't plan things happen to you. If you're not proactive, you're reactive. So plan out your year. It's a, it's a bit of work, but it's all front loaded. So once you're done, it's, it's mostly done. 
and then transfer that information to like a like a district calendar or something like that and share it with all the brothers so they get yes you should have a yes you should have a digital calendar of all your events they if you do not well okay so so here's something that i'm really pushing hard this year when i talk to anybody and that is have a lodge email and calendar mm-hmm. you know every lodge at, at one time you had the guys with their own using their own emails because not everybody had an email but now that is the lower standard so every lodge should have their very own email and you should make it secretary dot goliad 94 at gmail.com it's free and then you put as one person is writing out the calendar the other person can be typing out the calendar and then everybody has access to it mm-hmm. it's that simple you can give access to that ca- to that calendar to everybody whether you have a website or not so simple a gen xer could do it absolutely and and i can tell you Anybody that knows me, if it's not on my calendar, I'm not going. I won't be there because I have planned out my life that way. I've planned out my free time that way. I've planned out everything based on my calendar. If I don't have you in my calendar, mm-hmm. I'm not going. I can't even call Dennis unless he has me booked. You won't even talk That's to That's right. Me. I'll, I'll yeah. send him a, a, an agenda, a meeting yeah, agenda. Send me a meeting agenda. What are we going to talk about today? Um, all right. So, I feel as though we covered everything that um, this is a very good well, primer. Uh, I just you, gave you a good, I gave you a good tag for the next real important topic to make a good meeting better. And that's the agenda. Just like the, the calendar is the agenda for your year. Every meeting you should have an agenda. We just, and said you that. can have, and you can it. have a template. You just said it. Okay, yeah. But that's a, that's a good point. Like agendas, Agendas are that makes your underutilized. Huh? Yeah. It makes your meeting flow fast. But and, and I've seen lodges where they're like, if it's not on the agenda, it's not gonna come up. That's that's but definitely agree with definitely that. have a roadmap for your meeting. Again, plan ahead. Don't let your meeting happen. Plan out your meeting. Th- things are gonna happen, like like voting, that happens. Like well, however it goes, that's something you don't really have control over. But be proactive and plan your meeting out. Yeah, but plan you know if you out. have to vote or not. Yeah, yeah, if, it's yeah. good to know. You should know if you're going to have that candidate form yeah. come if, in that if, night. When a, like when a worship master <laughs> is just going through the agenda and he's like, do we have any petitions? No. Do we have any petitions to vote on? Well, he should already know. You should already know this. You should that know question this. is a formality. You're, yeah. you're basically saying, I know we have a petition. That's your cue. Yeah. And you're just being nice about how you ask. Because really, That's you should streamline your meeting. If it's not, if it's not going to be discussion on the on the topic, just I know we're talking about seconds here, right? The seconds add up. And it also makes you look like you're not prepared for, for your meeting. So yes. plan ahead. Know what's going to come up. Talk to your secretary. Come up with an agenda. Know what the topics are going to be. And just move right through it. That's a great point. I applaud you, Dennis, for for bringing that up. I didn't think Thank about you. that. And and in all reality, all your committees should have their meetings a week prior so that they can tell the secretary, okay, we need to be on the agenda 
And then the only person that speaks is the chairman. Yep. Nobody else gets up. Chairman yep. stands up and, and talks about what they're going to talk about and then sits down. Mm-hmm. That's it's that simple. Yep. And man, it that's what we did in my year. And it, I can tell that's you how we did it in my year. That's, that's right. You said, but, like but you know what? I was going to say though, it wasn't my idea. We learned that from officer leadership training. My secretary and I went together, my mm-hmm. mentor and friend, Michael Calhoun. We went to OLT together in Corpus. And, you know, he was my secretary and he made the agendas and we still use them today. I'm oh, using our great content agenda. to learn at OLT. There is. And that's what I was going to say is that all the stuff that we've talked about tonight, I've learned in bits and pieces of OLT. And learning from other masters from OLT, because it, it wasn't just what was taught. It was the discussions that were had in and around officer leadership training, you know, with all the brothers that I met. Let's hear your, let's hear your parting thoughts, Dennis. Wow, there's just too many, because this is such an important topic. Top three. Such a, Top three. Such a, such a great one. Um, Top two. Oh Not too long. I know, I know. Brothers, I can't stress enough how important you need to remember that peace and harmony is created by being structured and being on point and ready, being prepared. Preparation creates peace and harmony. Peace and harmony is something that we actively pursue when we're preparing what we're going to do and we're always keeping in mind that whatever the other person is, is stating or saying, it's coming from a good place. They may yeah. say it differently than we're ready to accept it, but you've always got to believe that that person in good faith, it's coming from the right place. Yeah. Like, like I was saying earlier, all these things I learned from officer leadership training. Mm-hmm. I learned it from smarter men than myself. I, than myself. I, I have mentors. I still have mentors. I, I had them then. I have them now. I, in different stages in your life, some will fall away and others will grow depending on what you're doing in Freemasonry. Mm-hmm. And so find them, utilize them, and, and do the best to your ability, and, and you're going to be fine. And remember what Joe Kay always says, if it's good for the lodge, do it. If it's not good for the lodge, don't. And if you, if, if everyone's always happy at your lodge, then you're not doing a damn thing. That's true. Uh, I would just like to say, uh, first of all, as always, I I do appreciate you coming on here, Dennis. I, uh, I know I razz you, but uh, you're the best uh, co-host I've ever had. And uh, I don't want you to forget that first and foremost, uh, that said, lots of good topics that we covered. Don't let them fool you, folks. I'm the only co-host he's ever had. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so. Um, I'm the only one that counts. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, lots of good nuggets in this particular podcast, if I say so myself. Um, definitely, if, if there's anyone that that is due to an office, or if you've just been installed, you're not really sure what to do. I'd recommend uh, giving this another listen, um, and not not for my benefit, more for yours. 
get a pen and paper and write down the real takeaways uh, from this podcast and, and find a way to implement it in your lodge. And furthermore, share it with other brothers that you think yes. would benefit. Um, I mean, this is, this is, this wasn't really a, a very planned meeting you and I had, but um, really the advice that you and I shared is, is the accumulation of, of years of experience yes. um, doing, doing leadership roles and activities and things like that. And so I don't think there's a single piece of bad advice on, in this entire podcast. I mean, I, I did it out anyway. Right. But uh, well, I agree really good. I agree. This has come from people, you know, smarter than us that have been doing it a lot longer than us. And, and we just happened to implement a lot of the things that they taught us yeah. and it worked out good for us. And so now we're, we're preaching it on the Hill because yeah. you know, it, it worked out good for us. So uh, just to reiterate uh, some of the stuff I said at opening, uh, if you found value in this podcast or uh, if you watch this on YouTube or whatever, uh, please be sure to drop a drop a like, give us a subscribe, uh, give us a, a positive rating. What whatever medium you're lo- you're using to uh, to to get this content, um, if you found value in it, please leave some something positive. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd really appreciate it if uh, if you got something particular of value leave a comment and share that with everybody else uh, and spur some conversation. Uh, finally, uh, again, great merchandise from the San Antonio Hat Company. Link below. Uh, consider contributing to Patreon or buy me a coffee. Patreon, uh, like I said, dusting that bad boy off, doesn't have a whole lot of structure to it yet. I'm not sure what direction. Well, we're not sure what direction we really want to take it. Uh, we're looking at um, creating some custom content just for Patreon, uh, possibly uh, offering uh, one-on-one. Yeah, you'll get a or yeah, you'll get consultation. A of, uh, yes, for for the Patreons. Uh, still, kind of trying to get a feel for what people may be interested in, but um, definitely, uh, if there's no Patreons, doesn't really matter anyway, right? So, if you get any value out of this, feed the things that. You want to grow, start the things that got to go. If you enjoy Masonic Improvement, if you want to see it grow, if you want to see us more know. of these ideas in your lodge and in your district, yes, let us know. And probably aside from a comment in a description, one of the best ways to let us know is look at our Patreon, buy us a coffee, Support. something along those lines. Um, buy us a merchandise, represent us out in public at your lodge. That said, uh, thank you again, Dennis, for your time. Brothers, catch you in the next one. Thanks again for listening or watching. Keep it between the points, brothers. <laughs>